Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach David Bartke here. Today is Sunday, February the 11th, 2018, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Our daily dose of happy for the weekend, and uh, we are off to a very happy start this weekend. It's been a lot of fun uh, in terms of getting ready for the show because, David, I, I'm so excited. We were, we were using this new bridge, this freeconference.com conferencing bridge for you and I to connect, and uh, among other things, it's going to enable uh, make it a lot easier for listeners, not just in the U.S., but around the world to connect. So we could actually get people calling from around the world just by connecting to this freeconference.com bridge that hooks into the speaker software. So this is exciting stuff. Wow, that's great. I'm, uh, it's good you found out about it because it's going to sound better and be easier. So it's a win-win all around. It's definitely a win-win. I mean, this thing sets us up in so many different ways. Uh, and so far, now we did it twice on Friday for both of the podcasts on Friday. And both of those podcasts turned out really well. I mean, no no major sound drops or anything like that. So lots of good stuff happening here. This is, this is really, really exciting. Plus, we also uh, passed 21,000 plays. We're on our way to 22,000. So everything's looking up. It's good stuff, you know. <laughs> all good, all good. <laughs> oh, and something else I got. I, I've been telling everybody about um, for the last few days of podcasts. We are going to be doing an experiment. Tom Wells are, and I are going to do an experiment starting this Tuesday evening. We're going to try to do an evening podcast to see does that make it easier for people to call in? Because obviously we've had uh-huh. a few call ins, but uh, we haven't gotten a bunch of them. So we're thinking maybe a, a weekday evening podcast might do it. So if you've been uh, holding out because, you know, especially with the the weekday podcast, you just can't do it during the drive time. You can't call in easily, that sort of thing. Well, try calling in Tuesday night because from 9 p.m. Eastern Time until at least 10 p.m., we're going to be uh, on the air taking phone calls from whoever wants to call in. And, And it can be about a question you have. It can be about just sharing a win. It could be just about anything that you want to talk about. But uh, this is a—it's going to be a fun experiment. So David will be crossing our fingers that uh, people will take advantage of it. That's good. Yeah, I hope they do call in because it's—it's great when people call in and it's—it's it's, uh, helpful to them. And we always like to talk about things. So absolutely. Yeah. What absolutely. about can people call in Sunday as well? Oh yeah, they can call in today. Uh, in fact, there are now instructions on the homepage of LOAToday.net which uh, if they're listening to the podcast, they can actually see that. Um, and if you follow the instructions there, there's a way you can call in using uh, your smartphone. There's also a way that you can link in via your computer, and then you could even talk to us via, or via your computer if you have a headset that you can plug into your computer. So, yeah, there's a lot of ways to do it, and it's, it's a very cool setup, no doubt about it. Excellent. I really encourage people to call in and Hopefully they will, because we always enjoy talking to people and answering questions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's for sure. So, uh, anyway, wins. How, how about you? Any good wins coming up this week, or from this past week, I should say? Wins. I do, but first, because sometimes I know people don't have the time to listen to the whole podcast. I hope they do, but just in case, I'm at lifecoachdavid.com if anyone's interested in law of attraction coaching. No, okay. And I did have some really good wins this week. Um one of them was about a year ago I did a law of attraction meetup group in my area and it was great and then I didn't do it for a while and I was looking for a room this time around because I wanted to start it again and you know with finding a room for a group a lot of places kind of make it difficult and that's what happened last time like it was Mm. the whole thing to find a room so I thought you know what this time I really want it to be easy (laughs) I want it to be close to where I live and just be easy, no big deal. So uh, there happens to be a senior center near where I live, and I thought that might be the perfect place. So I went down there, and it turns out it was the perfect place, and they have lots of rooms, and it was easy to um, rent one, so to speak, and it just was very easy, just exactly how I wanted it to go. So that was a big win, because I really wanted to start these meetup groups again. Very good. Yeah, so it was just a simple form, and I'm going to schedule one soon. And that, anyway, that was just a really big win because yeah. it was great, and it's like literally like two minutes from my house, so it's just like wow. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's so easy. So that was a really good win, and um, oh, this is a fun one. Uh, my parents wanted to go to the casino.
driving right now. So I went with them and listen to this. Well, I pretty much, you know, I have really good casino stories usually. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I pretty much uh, went through the, you know, what I brought with me to play, the money I brought with me to play with. And I had $20 left. And I said, well, let me just see what happens. You know, because even though I didn't hit, I still did my best myself in a you know a good vibration a high vibration about money because why not because i've had good experiences at the casino doing that sure and do you know what i went to a machine a, a slot machine i put the 20 in and a few spins in i got the bonus and listen to this you know the bonus gives you free spins because of the way the things landed on the screen i got 595 free spins wow that insane that's crazy <laughs> it was crazy i couldn't believe i'm like like you had to get these certain symbols and like almost the whole screen filled up with these symbols and every every time it looked at one it multiplied it by however it did it and i was like 595 spins <laughs> <laughs> like i better get my tent out because i'll be camping here all night or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do, do they have auto spin where you just push the button and it just keeps spinning for you <laughs> yeah yeah no it does do that yeah you don't have to press it <laughs> because <laughs> it's considered the bonus so yeah it does it on its own but anyway in the end i walked away with 700 dollars. so i wow. turned 20 i turned 20 dollars into 700 but i just was like five who gets like 595 spins <laughs> not too many people i would say well i'm not a, a slot expert i mean i don't play the slots i've never played a slot in my life well yeah, that's not true i played one, one time it's, but that's that's pretty, pretty unusual rare. yeah i would say little bit of a crowd around because people you know people walk by and they kind of look at what's going on and they were like oh my god i've never seen so many spins <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that was kind of like, i was so glad that happened because like, yay now i get now i have another win to share <laughs> yeah you, you don't seem to actually was... have a losing uh time i, I mean I, I can't remember the last time you went to this to the casino and didn't win you, you have an amazing track i know i've been on a i have been on a really good in general, financial winning streak. And I don't think it's an accident. I really believe it's because I've been keeping myself in a high vibration about money and, you know, realizing that how much I make or what I have in the bank is not an indicator of how much I can attract because I really sure. believe that we can attract a limitless amount of money. You know? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, so, I'm, you know, I'm just putting that out and I'm getting... <laughs> really good results. Amazing results. I was actually sharing yeah. some of your stories with Wendy um, earlier this past week, and she told me that uh, uh, she had a somewhat similar story to tell. She has a friend who likes going to the dog track. Or is it, no, no, I'm sorry, not dog track, the flat track, the horses. And oh, okay. she kept telling her about how she was getting all these wins. So Wendy said, well, can I go with you sometime? And she said, sure. So they went uh, to the track, and... Right. Uh, out of ten races, they all did this, they, they both did it the same way. Neither one of them knew a thing about the horses. What they did was they focused on the list of names and they asked themselves which one feels good to us, which one do we like the most, which one which one attracts us most. And her friend and her found that they were both selecting the same horse for the same bet, like half the time. So in other words, you know, race number two, horse number six to show. They were coming up with the same bet on the same horse. And for that alone is, I mean, they were doing it independently. That alone is rather miraculous because they were definitely keeping it to, to themselves. Right. The other part was Wendy, um, she did, I guess she broke even or a little bit better than break even. Her friend won six out of ten races. Wow. Six That's out amazing. of ten. Wow. And she's she's doing she's not she knows nothing <laughs> about horses so she's not using any kind of tout knowledge right she's just knowing how to attract using the law of attraction I'm thinking whoa that's that's really a highly sensitive person that's a person who really knows uh -huh. how to listen to their inner being you know so yeah I mean for me I'm not there yet I I, I am a skilled poker player but i'm not an loa poker player yet i've been working on it and the funny thing is I, I keep distrusting my own feelings and each time that i track you know i wanted to do this but i didn't do it i always would have won you know, so one of these days i'm going to start trusting it but i'm not there yet <laughs> so anyway so what about you walt what wins can you share 
with that. Oh, well, the, the progress with um, uh, hooking in the free conference bridge, that's that's my big one for the week. Yeah. That one, That's the one yeah. I'm really, really excited about. Because among other things, it's going to make it possible for guys like you and the other co-hosts to actually run a show without me being there. The, you know, up until now, the big stumbling block to really building this thing out right. has been that I have to be the host, right? Because I had all the software right here. And I had this really crazy setup that worked. It enabled us to use Skype and Google Voice and so forth to get phone calls coming in. But it, it had glitches to it and so forth. And, I mean, we went, we went through all that stuff, right? I don't even want to talk about the right. technical side because every time I did, something <laughs> broke. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I knew it was, it was like, held together with bailing wire and chewing gum, that kind of thing. So I said, okay, yeah. we need to get something better. And I kept searching and searching online thinking there's got to be, with all the different services that are now offering, you know, create your own radio station, you right, would think there right. would be one out there that actually could handle all aspects of taking calls from multiple sources. And you'd be wrong. The closest one that's out there is called Blog Talk Radio, which we actually tried. And it's it kind of works a little bit, but it's also really flaky. It, I mean, buttons, you push the buttons and they don't work. And, you know, the, oh, it's just... It's using an old um, programming interface called Adobe Flash, which is pretty much on the way out, but uh, it's problematic. So, I mean, I, I'm just amazed. There is nobody out there who has actually combined the power of conference calling, which is huge. I mean, there, that's a huge industry all by itself. Businesses using online conferencing, that's oh, a gigantic sure, industry. Yeah. But nobody's combined that with creating a radio station. I, I'm just flabbergasted. So I found a way to do it with this freeconference.com. I figured out a way to hook it into Spreaker, and I was amazed how easy it was to hook it in. I mean, it's so easy. Literally, any of us could do it. Now that I know how to do it, I could teach you how to do it in three minutes. It's that simple. So we are now poised for the day when, and I'm not, I'm not trying to push this yet, but we are poised for the day when one or more of you say, you know, I'd like to do some more podcasts, and maybe we hook you up with some other coaches or something like that. And so now we're creating new teams of co-hosts. Well, that makes it so much more possible to build up to the ultimate goal of having LOA today 24 seven. So that's great. Yeah. So this is exciting stuff for me. I mean, it's not exciting for the average listener perhaps, but it's exciting to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, for you. Yes. For you. But well, we're talking about your wins. That's right. These are my wins. That's right. <laughs> yes. How about any, did you have any food wins this week where you just, something was so amazing. You're, you're the only one who asks about food wins. I tell you. <laughs> I can tell, yeah. Uh, let's and see. Sometimes a food is very vibration raising. <laughs> well, actually, yes, there was one from yesterday. Um, Louise made us a, uh, a dish that she calls chicken Tahitian, and it's it, it, it's very it's delicious. It's it's kind of like a, a sweet but very tangy uh, sauce on chicken and so forth. And she usually makes it with chicken breast. Well, last night she had uh, defrosted the chicken and found that what she thought was chicken was actually chicken thighs with the bone in. Oh. And yeah. so she said, well, let's give it a shot. Why not? And it was delicious. It was really good. <laughs> having the bone-in yeah. chicken thigh was actually even a little bit better than having the chicken breast. So that was a good food win. Wow, fantastic. Now, I know you're waiting for me to ask. So how about you? Did you have any food wins? Um, <laughs> well, let me think for a second. Oh, wait a minute. Well, you I can't have, possibly I, have to be thinking about this. You always have a food win handy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, last night I had a really good a really good piece of um, broccoli cheddar quiche. Hmm. And it was really good, and it was homemade, and I would say that was a, <laughs> a, food, a food win for the week. Oh, okay. And, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there were others. I just can't think of them right now. <laughs> but, um yeah, I try. I try to make every day a food win. <laughs> I got that impression. But, yes, every day yeah. is a food but, win but, with you. But Which, sometimes for me though, it's even just picking like the healthier option. Like yes. if I yes. go out for lunch or dinner, you know, there's all these options, and I'm like, well, I could get the double cheeseburger and fries. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But the salad over there on this part of the menu, I think, will be much healthier. So even though I want the Whatever, I'm going to get the salad. But for me, that's also also a win for me. Because every time I choose the healthier option, which I do, which I always try to do usually, um, I always say, oh, that was a good food win because I'm eating the healthier thing. That's good. That's a very good thing. Oh, and by the way, I I can think of another food win this past week. 
This past Tuesday, Louise and I went out to dinner with a couple of new friends that I told you about that we met for the first time in December. Um, I had right. put out, Louise had come to me at one point and said, you know, we need some local law of attraction friends. And so I did some yeah. searching and found a half dozen people That's that I connected idea. with. And two of them were Anne-Marie and Mike, who we connected with that, uh, it was just around Christmas, a couple of days after, I think. And we had closed Olive Garden that night. That's how well we got along. And we met, a, we met again uh, this past Tuesday, and this time we closed the uh, local Thai restaurant. So we have a history of closing restaurants, but uh, it was fun. I mean, the food was good, but ma mainly it was the, the conversation, the company was just terrific. So just wanted to so throw in that mention. Great. And, like, and I would suggest that to anybody, like, try to find friends or some group or something where you can meet in person other law of attraction-minded people. Because oh, yeah. It's so it's so great to have those kind of conversations with people that are into the law of attraction. It really is. It's a great it's a great option to add to your friends. And believe it or not, it's not really difficult to do because literally all I did was search for I think it was law of attraction and then my town or law law of attraction Connecticut, something like that. I right, may have even searched for Yeah, I may have even searched for law of attraction coaches, but I think I stuck with just law of attraction Connecticut. Or Law of Attraction right. Hartford or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, it's not hard. People will pop up. You have to be willing to dig. Um, interestingly enough, a lot of people do not have great ways of providing contact information. Some are better than others. Uh, so yeah. you have to be willing to do yeah. some digging, and you have to use some alternative forms of contact. But you can find them. They are there. It's just a question of digging. Yeah, and that, that's why I initially started the... Um Law of Attraction meetup group in my area, right? Because I was also looking for other people to talk about the Law of Attraction with, and all the one, you know, Abraham and all the all those kind of wonderful things. And I, you know, it was a good group, and that's why I'm excited to start it again. Because mm -hmm. like I'm looking forward to that. It's just fun for an hour or so sure. to, to talk about this. So yay. Interesting side note, by the way, our friends Anne-Marie and Mike had a, Anne-Marie runs an alternative theater in Middletown, right. Connecticut, has very unusual acts and so forth, um, a lot of spiritually related stuff. And on January 1st, on New Year's, actually it was on, on New Year's Eve, they had a special event that Sunday that we attended, and interesting thing happened. We met an old friend of mine from the dance community that I had seen only occasionally in the last couple of years, but I i mean, I used to dance with her all the time back in the 1990s, and all of a sudden, here we are at the same event, we're saying, oh my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that led to that us having right. another you know, meeting with her, so we had a, a lunch with her. So, I mean, you, you put yourself out there with the intention of, of feeling good and finding like-minded people and so forth. They just show up. They show up in the weirdest, yeah. strangest ways. That's right. We don't have to know how. <laughs> no, we don't. we don't. No. Although we did actually figure this one out, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> now, I thought of what you were talking I thought of one more vibration-raising food. Oh, okay. Share. I had found, I'm always looking for, like, desserts, because I have a sweet tooth, that you could have, like, you know, a lot of that have very low calories. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, so I feel like I'm, you know, have a good something. So I found these... Uh, they're actually a kind of marshmallow. They were like mint chocolate chip marshmallows. And one serving, which was like, I don't know, five of them only had like 80 calories. So I said, ooh, that could be a good thing. So <laughs> I got <laughs> I got them, and they were really good. Oh. They were really good. They were delicious, and I could have like four or five, and that was considered one serving, which was only like 80 calories. So I was like, Very hey. nice. <laughs> very, very nice. That's good. Really well done. Yeah. Yeah, so today we're in the book called The Astonishing Power of Emotions. We let are. Feeling, yes, Let Your Feelings Be Your Guide, of course, written by Esther and Jerry Hicks, which is the teaching of Abraham. Mm -hmm. And we're just finishing up Chapter 3, and the section is called Thought Always Precedes Manifestation. Here it goes. In the creation of everything that exists, Thought always comes first. Everything that you see around you was once a thought or an idea, a vibrational concept that matured into what you call physical reality. Now that's like 
that to me like sums up a lot of things that people are curious about. It does. It also touches on some stuff that is um, the more controversial side of law of attraction, if you will, um, which is that there is a a th- this unmeasurable vibration that is governing all of this, and that starts to sound woo woo to a lot of people. Understandably, it sounded yeah, it sounded yeah. woo woo to me the first time I heard it. I I yeah. totally understand that viewpoint, but it is. It seems kind of woo woo. But I got to tell you a little story too. Um, yes. There was a a post on Facebook today, I believe it was, uh, somebody asking about movies to see. They'd just seen The Secret, and they were looking for other suggestions. So I was thinking about it, and I actually ended up making three suggestions. One of them was a movie that we have, we haven't looked at it in a long time, but uh, you, David, you tell me if you know it. Have, have you ever seen the movie What the Bleep Do We Know? I think I have. Marley Maitland play, uh, was, was the star of that movie, so to speak. And it basically presents the, the quantum physics argument for um, this kind of unusual connection, you know, the vibrational stuff and so forth. And it does it in a very visual way, a very graphic way. It does a nice job of presenting it. Um, but when I was looking for a copy of it on YouTube that I could share in this group, I found one and pasted it into the Facebook group so that they could see it and then i was looking at the movie a little bit and i saw some of the comments and one of the comments was really interesting in the movie they make reference to something that i've actually heard before um about is the story about how supposedly the first time that natives living here in the north american continent saw uh ships coming from europe floating out on the horizon except that they couldn't see them According to this, we'll call it an urban myth for now, okay? According to this urban myth, the inhabitants, because they had no experience of seeing ships floating on the water, couldn't see them. And what ultimately had to happen was that their shaman had to use his special shamanic abilities to see the ships and then help his fellow villagers to also see them. But because they had no experience with it, they, they literally could not see them until he helped them to see it. And this particular commenter was saying, I'm sorry, I'm calling bull on that one. That's just a, a bull story. But you know what? It's not a bull story. And I can actually give you evidence to support it. I don't know if actually the story actually happened. I, I will say that I, I don't know if that is a genuine report, if that's something that just somebody made up. But I can tell you that the phenomenon definitely exists. And it exists today. The best example I know of to illustrate it is, have you ever um, gone to a, a car lot and bought a new car or even a, a, a used car that's been, you know, yeah. dressed up and so forth? You, you've done that, right? Yeah. And then you drive off the lot with your car. And uh, the example I used was like a, a light gray Honda Accord. Okay. So you drive your Honda Accord off the lot. And for the next few days, what do you see? Everywhere you go, you see light gray yeah. Honda Accords. That's true. Yeah, but but you didn't true. see them before. You didn't even <laughs> notice them. True. All of a sudden, yeah. all these Accords show up out of nowhere. Everybody's experienced this has ever bought a car. Well, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a known phenomenon, and you don't even have to believe in law of attraction or, or psychic phenomena or, or anything like that in order to understand it because it's actually built in to our brains. We have this little thing at the near the brain stem that's it's somewhat associated with the fight-or-flight syndrome, you know, the, the reptilian brain. It's, it's tied into that. It's called the ARAS, which stands for the Ascending Reticular Activating System. And it, it's a very, well, yeah, yeah I've, uh, well, I, I had long conversations with my sister-in-law, Yona, back when she was co-hosting with me because she is pursuing a PhD in, uh, I, I guess currently it, it's the, uh, the, 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 the discipline is the study of studies, so to speak. In other words, she, she's checking and learning and, and reporting on the research that other, others have done um, in terms of scientific studies. And we did quite a bit of conversation about the ARAS. The ARAS ha- is basically a filter that our brains use in order to filter out a lot of the information that come into our five senses. Um, because there's so much information that comes into the five senses that needs to be processed if we were to use all of it, that it would literally overload our brains. Our conscious minds would not be able to keep up if, if, if we had to actually react and interpret 
uh, and understand and, and relate to all the information that comes in through all of our senses at all times. So this ARAS is the selector that decides what we're going to perceive consciously and then what's going to get filtered out. And uh, in fact, Pam Grout, who wrote a book called E Squared, reported, and I, I haven't been able to verify these numbers, so this, these are unverified numbers, but she reported that, according to her, scientists have said that our senses receive 400 billion pieces of information per second, but we're only wow. able to process 2,000 pieces per second, which is about one half of one millionth of 1% of all the data that our senses get. Now, is that are those numbers accurate? I don't know, but they do illustrate a point. Even if, even if the numbers aren't terribly accurate, the, the point is there's a lot of stuff that comes in through our senses that we don't process. Well, the, the ARAS is a reprogrammable filtering device. So if you deliberately focus on X, whatever X is, the ARAS will reprogram itself to allow X to come through to your conscious mind the next time that you perceive it in some way through one of the five senses or more of the five senses. And similarly, if you go out of your way to deliberately ignore a certain Y, shall we say, you know, I'm going to ignore Y from now on, every time Y shows up, it will filter it out. So it'll prevent it from showing up. And because of that reprogrammability, when you go to the car dealer and you buy that light gray Honda Accord, you are basically programming your subconscious mind to say, okay, ARAS, let this, let any light gray Honda Accords through. I will. I now want to perceive them, and that's what happens. So it, it's an actual physical process, but one which seems very metaphysical because it's like first it's there, or first it's not there, and then it's there, right? It's got to be magic. So to the to the commenter of the YouTube uh, uh, version of, of the movie who said, "I'm sorry, that's bull." My reply is, I'm sorry, but your comment is bull <laughs> because it's actually true. We actually do, scientists actually do know this part. There's a lot of this they haven't been able to prove so far. That's when they have been able to prove. But that is true with the car because that's happened oh, yeah. before. When I suddenly discover a model car that I like, and then suddenly I'm seeing them all over the place. Oh, like, exactly. I've this before. <laughs> it's crazy how that happens, and it happens all the time. Not just cars. It'll happen with anything. Just yeah. anything that you take a new interest in, all of a sudden you'll see it everywhere. And it's because your ARAS is now letting it through. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's amazing. So anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt the reading, but I just wanted to tell that story because I thought it was really pertinent oh, to, the, to this whole yeah. thing about the vibration. I mean, how can vibration be a part of it? Well, we may not know how to measure all of it yet, but here's something else that science said, well, you know, that couldn't be. And then they recently found out, yeah, it could be. In fact, here's how it works. So just because well, we don't know how to do it now, it doesn't mean we don't know later on. Is that similar to... When, like, you haven't seen anyone in a while, or you're thinking about someone, and suddenly they call you, or you run into them? Possibly. I don't know enough about how the ARAS works to answer that definitively. Um, yeah. it, I, I wouldn't be surprised like if it plays a role. Yeah, it sounds like it could be. So, sure. yeah. So let's get back right, to it. So let's, let's continue then. But yep. I, I thought that was amazing that um, thought always comes first. I think that's, a, that's important. It's for, very important, yeah. Yeah. In fact, for anyone who's trying to understand law of attraction. Yeah, know? yeah. In fact, one of the things that Wendy likes to talk about is that thought manifests other thought, which we don't really think yeah, of it that way. Right. We, we, we tend to think of it as thought trying to manifest things, but that's actually the last stage of the process. The first stage of the process is where the thought manifests other thoughts, which manifests other thoughts, and staying with that topic eventually leads to the manifestation of the thing. But, yeah, thoughts, yeah, are, so thoughts come first. Like, like thoughts attract like thoughts. That's, that's right. Yeah, and they always and, come and, first. Yes, and that's why it's that's part of why it's so important to be aware of what you're thinking about. Because if you're thinking about something more negative, you're going to attract more negative thoughts about whatever. Mm -hmm. That's that's why we always want to deliberately do our best to focus more on what we want, more on the positive, or in general just on positive things. Because then we'll attract more thoughts that match that. Exactly. All right. So let me continue here. So, when standing on the furthermost expanded edge of any creation. It is not possible to see back far enough to comprehend its beginning. But everything that exists and what you see as reality or manifested form was at one time an idea that was thought upon long enough that by the law of attraction it reached the maturity in which you now behold it. Nothing exists that is outside of this process of creation. 
Now that's a radical thought right there. Nothing exists. Nothing exists that is outside of this process of creation. In other words, everything that has come into existence had to be thought first. Otherwise, it couldn't come into existence. That's yeah. that's pretty radical stuff. That's right. That's right. And a lot of times people say, well, I didn't think about breaking my arm. Why is my arm broken? Or things like that. Well, that's, of course not. We don't want to think about that. <laughs> we, we don't want to have to say, hey, I attracted the negative stuff. I only want to attract the positive stuff. Why would I want to think about attracting the negative stuff? You know, and so therefore, I'm not attracting the negative stuff. Well... Actually, we do a lot more than we we're often willing to to realize. I mean, I know it, a lot of times when you listen to Esther Hicks' channel, Abraham. Sometimes people bring that up, like, "Well, why did this happen? I didn't. <laughs> I I don't think I was focusing on that. But why did that bad thing happen?" Oh yeah, and she says, "Well, somewhere, somewhere there, there was there was resistance or something that you attracted that to you." Yeah, at some point, if you're going to have something bad happen, you have to attract either lack or else a deliberate badness of some kind. And the only way you're going to do that is if you have some sort of thought along those lines. And let's be honest. I mean, is there one among us who doesn't at some point just find fleeting negative thoughts flying through their minds? <laughs> right? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's be brutally honest. I, I can tell you that when I was first discovering Law of Attraction, it was happening every moment of every day. Which yeah. was, and I realized, well, no wonder my life isn't going right. You know, now that I understand how this process works, my biggest problem wasn't trying to come to grips with the fact that I was doing it. My biggest problem was figuring out how the hell do I stop doing it? <laughs> that was the hard well, part. And that's the key, though. But that's the key is not that the thoughts aren't going to come in, is what are you doing with those thoughts? Yeah, yeah. And it took a while. What action are you taking? Yeah. So it took a while. That's it's not, the key, though. It's not like you can't do it, though. It's not like you can't reverse it. I mean, I was having a... Oh, it's definitely reversible. Oh, yeah. Surely, for sure. I was having another Facebook uh, <laughs> conversation with somebody who was basically bemoaning that she all of her life she's never had any money and you know, it's always living hand to mouth and all that kind of stuff and basically how money poor she is. And I was commiserating because I've been there. But I was also saying to her, you know what, even though you're there, if you can come to grips with the term, and I didn't say it this way, but if you can come to grips right. with the terms of the fact that you attracted all that, if you can come to grips yeah. with that, then you also begin to realize that you now have the power to reverse it. Is yeah. it going to be easy to reverse it? Well, no, you've got a lot of negative habit built up there, right? It's, you're not going to turn that momentum around instantly. Most likely, unless you're 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 super attractor, <laughs> unless you got five times the magnets of everybody else, right? <laughs> but uh, you can turn it around. It just takes a little longer to overcome your own built-in negative programming. And how long is it going to take? Well, how long is it going to take you to reverse it? I can't tell you how long it's going to take. Only you can yeah. can can say that. But if you're diligent, if you apply yourself, if you you know, get into the habit of every time you notice that you're you're onto a negative topic, you stop yourself and you switch over to something that you've prearranged with yourself as the positive go-to safe topic that you're going to go to whenever something like that happens. You know, get into those kinds of, of habits of, of shifting the thought, doing whatever it takes to shift the thought to a positive uh, track, so to speak. Things are going to improve. You're, I mean, it may take a while, but it, they are going to improve. And I am I am personal testimony to that because that's exactly what I did. Yes, and even even getting caught up in that, well, how long is it going to take? Right there, and then someone is asking that. You, that tells you they're, that's like a you know low vibration question because there, there's doubt in there. It's a resistant question. Oh sure, but yeah, could, but but it's a legitimate just, question too. I mean, you could just trust that you don't have to be concerned with how long. Just you know, practice what you're learning and do your best, and eventually there'll be a shift. But it's still a legitimate. But it, you're question. right. No, but it is a. You're right. It is a. It is a normal question to ask. Yeah. But, yeah. You just don't want to stay there. That's all. You don't want to live exactly. in that place. But but asking no. the question is fair. And you know, here's the answer. The answer is it can take a while. It can. You know, it depends on how Which diligently okay. you apply this. Which but okay. but you don't yeah. have to worry about how long it's going to be. You just no. say okay. You know, just <laughs> let's. I'm just going to do whatever I can in this moment in time. That's all I really have anyway. Right? Is this moment yeah, in time. And any any deliberate movement towards more positive is fantastic. It is. And it pays off. In fact, everyone yeah. pays off. It, it it can even take you a while before you notice it. Uh, I noticed in my own case, 
it took a good six months of application trying to get myself to shift my mood and refocus my thoughts. It took me about six months before I noticed that That's there had been a big shift. There had been a really big shift. But I, did, I didn't notice the shift, David. That's the key. I didn't yeah. notice it. It was yeah. taking place, and I didn't notice it. My wife had to point it out to me. And when she pointed it out to me, I said, oh, you're right. Yeah, there has been a big shift. Why didn't I notice that? But I didn't, you know? Yes, yes. But there was. So but there was. You had, your wife, you had your wife there to point that out to you. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so let me continue here. So your planet was conceived from the non-physical realm long before that which you call human walked upon it. And as that non-physical focus from what humans call source was cast upon the idea of it, your wondrous leading-edge time-space reality was created. I mean, that statement there alone is... That's a lot to ask people to, to believe, in a way. Especially the thing about leading edge. And they talk about that yeah. a lot, Abraham does. But it, it yeah. takes a while to come to grips with the fact that this is not, this place that we call planet Earth, this physical life that we live, this is not like, you know, purgatory. <laughs> it seems like it sometimes, <laughs> no. but it's really not. This is the leading edge. And by the leading edge, I've come to realize what it really means. Everybody who's on the non-physical side is constantly focused on us. They're constantly focused on what's going here. on here. This is where, the, the, when we say leading edge, it's the leading edge of expansion, of universal expansion. And yeah. as the universe expands, that basically is reflective of growth, right? So this is where all the growth is going on. And, and it goes on to exp- oh, sorry, go ahead. And, and, and that's why everybody's focused on us. I mean, Abraham often tells us that we constantly have endless amounts of love coming at us. And that sounds great, but I always wondered, you know, okay, so why are they spending all their time on the other side throwing all this love at us? Well, because this is where the fascinating stuff is. This is where all the growth is happening. That See, that's what the motivation is for the people on the other side. They they want to, to keep throwing all this love at us because they're fascinated by all this growth that's going on, by all this expansion that's going on. Because it's going on here. This is where it's all happening. That's why this is the leading edge. Right, right. But this is interesting. So it goes on to say, first there is thought, and as more thought is offered to any subject, the thought begins to take form until there is manifestation of that which humans call reality. Mm. So not unlike the creation of the planet itself, as you stand in your physical bodies as manifested extensions of that which you call source, you continue the creation of your planet and life upon it through your thought. Wow. Yeah. No wonder this is the leading edge. That sounds like a big responsibility, right? It is a big responsibility. It is. Um, But it's also important, I think, to remember that it isn't a big responsibility in the sense of, oh, my God, we have this heavy responsibility we have to carry. We definitely don't want to be going down that rabbit hole because that will just get us into all kinds of trouble. But the responsibility is more along the lines of if you want to live a better life, if you want to have a better world, it is entirely within your power to do so. You simply have to discipline your thought and make sure you're focused solely as much as you can, solely on what you want and what you love and what you desire. And even more importantly, take your mind off of the stuff that you don't approve of, that you don't like, that you dislike, that you don't want to have anything to do with. Why is it, David? We why do we spend so much time on stuff we don't like? Why do we do that? I don't know. I think growing up somehow through TV or media or something, we think that's what we're supposed to do. I well, I know, know part of it is because of, of what they call the contrast, right? The contrast being the contrast between what we like and what we don't like. And that also is a very individual kind of thing. What one person likes, somebody else is not going to like. But the contrast is certainly a piece of it because the parts that we don't like, that's the the negative part of the contrast for us. So contrast certainly contributes to it. But but you're right. There's got to be something more to it because, I mean, we're so focused on negative. It's just incredible. We don't even realize how focused on negative we are. And I just think a lot has to do with growing up, you know, unless you're living on an island somewhere that has no nothing on it, <laughs> just from watching TV, movies, media, signs, posters, and you're, you know, we're constantly bombarded with negative images and negative this and negative that. It just uh, does something, <laughs> and it's not good. 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I, is it not good? I'm not 100% sure of that. Joel has convinced me that out of the, the really negative stuff, the stuff that we don't like, we turn those, we can turn those into launching pads that turn us into ex- extremely successful, positive people. And his own life story is a perfect example of that. So I'm not totally convinced that we want to avoid all things negative no, at all yeah. times. The right, question to this, because this, but this goes on exactly what you're talking about. Okay. So it says, as you know what you do not want, you, you know more clearly what you do want. Right. And so an improved idea is born from the contrast you are living. I think yes. that's what kind of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. So it says, as you sift through the details of your life experience day by day and moment by moment. You radiate a constant barrage of vibrational offerings. We call them rockets of desire outward. With each individual rocket of desire, the source within you, the source from which you have come, the source still focused from the non-physical perspective, focuses intently upon your newly expanded version of life and becomes it. And as this never-ending process continues, from you living life and coming to new and improved conclusions about what you desire, and then in parentheses it says, at both spoken and unspoken levels, that broader non-physical part of you expands. That's so so there's, a, there's another example of uh, why non-physical beings are motivated to focus on us. Because mm-hmm. what we're doing on this leading edge, through our activities, through our thoughts, through our our co-creations and so forth to to provide the expansion. That's also enabling the expansion of the non-physical beings. So it's right there. That broader yeah. non-physical part of you expands. And I think it's also important to highlight where they say this never-ending process. It's a never-ending yeah. process. Yeah. We're always going to think of what we want, what we don't want to know, what we do want. No, mm-hmm. we don't want know what we do want. <laughs> that's right. We're always going to be launching rockets of desire about something. Yep. That that I've noticed too. Like even with something you want to manifest, I, have you noticed this? Where once you do manifest it, like it's not long before there's something else you want. <laughs> there's something else that comes through your mind. Like oh yeah, I really yeah. like this. Or I really like that. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, humans have uh, humans. This is one of the different ways that humans have um, basically negatized something. I'll call it <laughs> negatizing. Is that a word? <laughs> negatizing. Negatizing. Well, you <laughs> yeah, I made it up. <laughs> a new word. But yeah. it's, it's not what I want to claim credit for because it's negative. But <laughs> but <laughs> negati- one of the ways that we negatize as, as a species is by fo- pointing fingers at people. So uh, and, and as Abraham pointed out in another book, and this is like a really really key concept for me. Mm-hmm. When we point fingers at somebody else, what we're saying is I don't approve or I don't like that person or that thing or what they're doing or something like that. I disapprove of it. When we do that, what we're actually doing is disapproving of the same thing in ourselves. Interesting. Interesting. Which is a radically different concept from what you hear anywhere else. But when I first read that, Mm -hmm. boy, did that resonate with me because it really, really makes sense. Um, And one of the more obvious ways I can present an example to, to show it is here in America, how many times have we had politicians, either Republican or Democrat, who ended up having to resign their offices because they had been found out to be engaging in something that they themselves were against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's happened. A that happens a lot. It happens more yeah. often perhaps than people realize. And, I mean, on, on the Republican side, particularly lately, it's been having to do a lot with um, Washington, the, the Democratic side too. It had to do with uh, sexual harassment. It's had to do with, you know, affairs, you know, that, that broke up families. It, it's, it's had to do with a whole bunch of different stuff like that, that Republicans are, you know, firmly against. They're the, uh, you know, the, the family party, right? They're the, the party of, um, family values and all that kind of thing. And on the Democratic side, the, the most obvious example that I like is the one of, of Al Gore, the vice presidential, vice president who became the presidential candidate against George Bush in 2000. Well, Al Gore, probably more than anything else, well, he's known for having played a major role in funding the Internet, but but probably his biggest issue is the environment, right? And uh, right. renewable resources and, and conserving energy and stopping the use of, uh, you know, creation of carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases and all that kind of thing. That's probably his big thing, right? Did you know that Al Gore has one of the most 
environmentally unfriendly houses on in the country. I know, I've heard that. I have heard that. Yeah. He, his power bill is measured in the thousands of dollars every month. And this is the guy who says, you know, everybody else, I'm pointing my finger at you because you are doing all the wrong thing. There's another example, a perfect example of it. You know, we, we would call it a hypocrisy, and it certainly is. But more than hypocrisy, it's just, you know, it's, it's a craziness. And the craziness yeah. happens for the craziest reasons. But it, it always comes back to, I point my finger at you because I disapprove of what you're doing when I'm really just disapproving what I'm doing. No, that's true. That's true. But there is a... I know, you ever hear of the actor Ed Begley Jr.? He's a, he's someone who always talks about saving the planet and being aware of all that kind of thing. But he does live... He does live what he preaches. Like, his house is very... What's the word? Green. You know what I mean by that? It's very mm-hmm. um, green-ready, and he has a compost this, and he uses a certain amount of electricity, so he's kind of off the grid. And um, So that's kind of on the opposite. Like, there's someone who had rockets of desire about doing that, and they actually manifested sure. that. Yeah, it can work either way. I, I just think it's fascinating it to note that whenever someone's pointing a <laughs> finger, it's like the old thing about you, you point a finger, there's three fingers pointing back at you, right? If you hold your yeah, finger like a gun, yeah. there's, the last two fingers are all pointing back at you. So you're pointing a finger at yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me go on because I know we're getting towards kind of the last 10 minutes here. Yeah, right. So it goes on to say... Um, your hopes and dreams and intentions and ideas for improvement are held for you in a sort of vibrational escrow. And that escrow account, if you will, is held for you, tended for you, and nurtured for you, waiting for your withdrawal from it. Not only is it being held for you, but the larger part of you has already become it and is constantly and eternally calling the physical part of you toward it. So now what is actually happening is that the physical you is being called forward by the non-physical you for the completion of the idea that you gave birth to. And in its purest, non-resistant form, that calling feels to you like passion or enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it also kind of underlines the fact that when we want to attract something deliberately, it behooves us to become enthusiastic and get emotionally excited about it. Exactly. Yeah, this vibrational escrow idea is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. That vibrational escrow plays a, a major role in a lot of Abraham's teaching, but you're right, this is sort of like a, a, a significant introduction of it. So basically, everything we want kind of is being held in this vibrational escrow. Mm-hmm. Kind of what that's saying. Yep. We just, and we have to be attracted by having passion and enthusiasm towards whatever that is. Well, it actually has to do with the physical and the non-physical you. I mean, that's what it's saying yeah. here. That the, yeah. the physical you is being called forward by the non-physical you for the completion of the idea that you have given birth to. And I think that also goes back to how we can't see everything that's going on, everything that's lining up for us. We're, we're, we're very caught up in the what is. Yes. And I think this is a, this is a kind of talking about you know, we have to focus on what we want because what, what we want kind of is in our vibrational escrow. And when we focus upon it and are enthusiastic about it and passionate about it, we're going to allow it in. That's, that's, certainly kind of one of the, that's certainly one of the skills I've been trying to develop in myself, the ability yeah. to see, to stop looking at stuff that I don't like in terms of what is yeah. and trying to yeah. replace it in my experience with imagining what I would prefer it to be and living in my yeah. imagination as if that were true. It, that's that's not easy. I will grant you that is one of the hardest skills that we're asked to learn. But <laughs> but it can be done. done. It can be done. It can. But we're, what is is what we're experiencing. So if it kind of feels easier, let me focus. That's what I should be focusing on. Mm-hmm. But but once you kind of learn all all these wonderful ideas, it's like, wait a minute. No, if I, if I keep focusing on what is, that's what I'll keep attracting. That's right. So you want to you want to finish this up here? Yes. Okay. So it goes on to say, and so now the most important question is: Are you letting you join the newly created, newly expanded version of you? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that all important question lies in the way you feel. The better you feel, the more you are allowing the connection 
and the worse you feel, the more you are disallowing or resisting that connection. And that that is also key. Yes, very important. That that well There's that. Enough. It's nice to know that I, I always thought that I was never getting any messages from my inner being. It wasn't yeah. until it was explained to me that my emotions are messages from my inner being that I finally understood. Oh, good. I actually have been receiving messages. Thank goodness. I thought I was like completely disconnected or something. No, no. <laughs> but that's interesting. Like, are you connecting and allowing or are you disallowing? And it's all based on how you feel. Yeah. Well, that, that's what confused me. I didn't, I didn't know whether I was allowing or disallowing. It wasn't mm-hmm. until they actually, you know, they, they walked me through it step by step in a different book, actually. And, and made it clear that allowing is when I'm feeling good. So I, yeah. the, the act of feeling good means that I'm in alignment with my inner being, and that is a state of allowing. When I'm not feeling good, when I, when I have a negative emotion of some kind, I'm out of alignment with my inner being, and that's when I'm disallowing. And, and the right. part that makes that, that meaningful right. for me is the understanding that my inner being never looks at any of it negatively. They're only looking at the positive from my perspective. They're only interested in what my greatest positive is. That's what they focus on. That's what I focus on, I guess, is a better way to say it. I'm treating my inner being as if it's a they. It's actually part of me. You know, my, my inner being is only focused on the parts that I like, on the parts that, that are good for me, on the parts that are enjoyable, on the parts that feel good. That's all that it ever focuses on. So once again, when I am feeling good, I'm in alignment with myself. When I'm not feeling good, I'm out of alignment. And that's how I'm either allowing or not allowing. Right. Or attracting or not attracting. Yeah. When you're feeling good, when you're feeling good in general, then you're setting yourself up to attract more experiences and circumstances that keep you feeling good. And actually, I guess we're always Wonderful. attracting. We're, I mean, the, the attraction happens in the first moment we have the thought and put out the request and the rocket for desire. The disallowing is what prevents it from arriving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why Esther always says, and that's why I always remind my clients, like, there's nothing more important than yourself feeling good. Because that's right. Whatever it is we want, we want it because we think it's going to make us feel good, improve our lives in some way. And I'm still working on that. I'm get, I've gotten a lot better than I used to be, but I'm still working on it every single day. All I, and I'm noticing during the day when I'm not feeling up to it. And you know, once again, I have to keep reminding myself, okay, what are my tools? You know, yesterday, for instance, I was not feeling it in the afternoon, and I, I was kind of at a loss. I mean, we didn't have anywhere to go. The weather wasn't great. You know, Luis was doing something. I don't know what. And I just, I'm, what am I going to do? I need to feel better right now. And so I remembered, oh, my positive music playlist. And even though I wasn't yeah. taking a walk, because I usually do that when I'm walking, I just, you know, popped on the headphones and plugged them into my phone and, you know, started playing my positive music playlist. I just went and lay down in the bedroom and listened to it for like an hour. And by the time I was done, I was feeling great. That is that is amazing. And that's like, I'm so proud of you for realizing that and then taking action. And that's key. That's the key. It's not that we're always going to feel high vibration. It's that when we don't, realizing it and then like what you did you took action to shift your vibration yeah i didn't just take action for the sake of of taking action like i'm gonna go fix this i took action (laughs) specifically for the sake of getting myself into a better feeling place that's really what made the difference that is amazing that is amazing and isn't that amazing to know that you can deliberately change that it is for me i mean certainly when i first became exposed to this whole stuff through the secret the idea of moving an emotional set point. First of all, the idea of even having an emotional set point that could be moved, that was yeah. incredible. And then the yeah. idea of actually moving it seemed impossible. I'm, I'm not kidding when I say I did not think it was possible. So for me uh, to now be not only doing it, but able to do it you know, fairly much on demand, that's huge for me. That's really huge. Absolutely. That's amazing. And didn't you, like, wasn't it worth taking that action? Like, didn't you like Oh, yeah. Oh, I felt so much better. (laughs) Oh, you have no idea how much. I mean, if if it was a scale of 1 to 10, right, where 1 is, like, super depressed and 10 is ideally fantastic, I probably went from, like, a 4 to an 8 by doing that. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That is. And that's proof right there that we're deliberate creators. Oh, yeah. You totally took, you took deliberate action to change how you felt, which is another way of saying to change your vibration to a higher vibration, and you felt the difference, and that's amazing. 
Oh, by the way, Abraham talks about um, taking incremental steps. So don't try to make that jump from four to eight immediately. You know, try to go from four to five, and then from five to six. Absolutely. Well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I, I what the nice thing is because I was doing something I really, really love. I didn't have to work yeah. at it. You know, I just stayed with right. it for a while and just right. enjoyed it for a while. And as I enjoyed it, I felt it. I felt my emotional set point moving up slightly, hey, and then moving up slightly amazing. more. And over time, yep. it just kept, you know, inching its way up there until when I was done, I was like four levels up. It was like, whoa, this is great. <laughs> that's amazing. And yeah. no work at all. Amazing. No work at all. So I would say that's a, a win you didn't share. That's a huge win. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. But you're right. That was a win. <laughs> that's great. I mean, that's what it's about is taking that deliberate action to shift yourself. And that's one. I mean, that's it. That's wonderful. So we got one more paragraph. You want to bring it home? Yes. Let me, let me bring it home. So it goes on. When you feel love or joy or any positive emotion, you are literally being the expanded version that life has caused you to become. When you feel fear, anger, or despair, or any negative emotion, you are not. In this moment, by virtue of whatever it is that you are giving your attention to, allowing yourself to be that new expanded version. You are not letting yourself keep up with who you have become. Yeah, that last phrase, is, that, that gets my attention. You are not letting yourself keep up with who you have become. It's, it, it almost sounds like it's saying you're missing some great opportunities because you're pointed in the wrong direction. Yes, yes. And, wow, and it's always a choice. It's always a choice. It's always a choice. And like what you did the other day, that you, you, choose, you chose to take some action to reconnect with your source energy. So mm-hmm. Yep. And Just you like felt the difference, which... Just like when you go to the, the casino, you choose to believe that good things are going to happen. <laughs> That's true. That's and they true. do. They they happen so consistently that every single time you come away, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could earn your living going to the casino. I don't think you really want to do that. but <laughs> <laughs> No, but it is, it is like amazing how I bring, you know, my law of attraction awareness in there with me. And even if I, even if I don't hit on the machine, I still react like I do. Because I want to keep myself in that high vibration about it. That's part of the not buying into what is part, isn't it? You're right. I never, I never thought of it. That That's part. what that is, you're though. Totally right. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely you, right. Yeah, you're, you're just not yeah. accepting what is. You're refusing to <laughs> allow what is to dominate your thought pattern. You're refusing to let it dominate your attitude, your thoughts, yeah. your intentions. You just—it's not going to play a role, and then it doesn't <laughs> because yeah, you said so. Aware. Of- from that angle, and you're totally right. Yep, that's and, true. And that played a huge role in your success because if you had continued to focus on the fact that those tumblers kept producing the wrong results, you never would have had that win. <laughs> just was not going to happen. I agree. I know. I agree. I do. I agree. It was just like wow. <laughs> but it's true. By not buying into the what is of not hitting, I'm keeping myself in the what I want, and look what happened. Yep. Absolutely. Well, we got about a minute left, so I want to I want to do a couple of commercial announcements. Uh, first yeah. of all, if you have not yet subscribed, please do subscribe and share. In fact, we even have new information on the homepage of LOAToday.net that gives you more about how to do that. We even have new uh, buttons on there, so if you want an easy way to subscribe and uh, and then share on like Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn or whatever, there's a whole bunch of them there now. So we made it really easy for you. And uh, I've, I've explained how to subscribe before, so I won't do the whole thing now because we're kind of out of time. But uh, please do subscribe and then share that you've done it because we want to pass the word to as many people as possible. And David, like you said before, um, in case somebody wants to reach you, how do they reach you again? Oh, they can go to my website, lifecoachdavid.com, and you can find out there. You can email me at david at lifecoachdavid.com if you want a free Law of Attraction coaching session. And you can also sign up for my newsletter there. And I have a blog on there. You can read some interesting Law of Attraction information. And uh, that's the best way. All right. That sounds good. Well, David, it's been a pleasure. Let's, uh, we just did Chapter 3. Let's do Chapter 4 of the, the Astonishing Power of Emotions next week. What do you say? Hey, it sounds good. All right. Sounds, sounds good to me, too. And we'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.